According to a report from BetUS, Sixers fans are the most stressed of all NBA fans. So just submit it. You need us. This is the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. Subscribe and give us a five-star rating or review on Apple Pods. We are up to 46 five-star ratings, and we would really love to get that number up to 50 before the season starts. If you write us a review, we will be sure to read it on the pod. You can even talk about anything you want in it. Like we just had one review where the guy just went on a huge rant about the New York Knicks on a review about a Sixers podcast. So anyway, we will try to get out a pod like at least once a week. Uh, We'll see how possible that is. You know, we got busy lives and everything and they're just going to get busier. I want to say that I really appreciate everyone listening. Lately, we've been getting like well over 100 listeners per episode. I, uh, you know, may not sound a lot for a a podcast, but, you know, to me, I can't believe anyone wants to listen listen to us anyway, but I know there's a few that tune in to every episode, and I just want to say I'm really grateful for that. We'd love to hear some, uh, some feedback. Like, we would love if there was some more listener participation, so if you have any mailbag questions or any comments or feedback, please feel free to reach out. Um, so yeah, on today's episode, Ben basically is demanding a trade, although he himself is remaining silent on the situation. His agency, Clutch Sports, made it personal by dragging Tyrese Maxey into this mess. Embiid tweets in defense of Ben and says that Philly fans, quote unquote, need to be better. So we have a lot to talk about. So here's first name, Dane. We're recording already. We're live on the jump. I'm jumping right into it, buddy. Hey, <laughs> uh, nobody's nobody's safe. No, no you, preparation, man? no filter. This is this is a raw one, buddy. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We're uh, we're jumping right into it. There's so many, <laughs> like you said, so many emotions, so many ideas floating in my head. I don't even know if we'll get to what I want to talk about. We're just gonna riff. Like I said, riff it, man. I apologize in advance. I'm not organized. Not that I am typically. I try my best, but we have no outline. We just have the memories of the current events that are happening, and we're going to dive right into it. So welcome to the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. I am your host, Alex Wynn, a.k.a. News. But Dave, before we begin this very important podcast, I feel like I need to address the what seems like a frequent absence of June Wan. Mm. So mm-hmm. I am going to announce that he will no longer be joining us on the Sixers Group Therapy podcast until Ben Simmons is traded. He is mm. sick of talking about him. He doesn't want to do it anymore. June is protesting, and he said he will not be back on the Sixers Group Therapy podcast until Ben Simmons is traded. Dave, do you have a response? Listen, it's a two-way street. If Ben's, if Ben's, or if Rich Paul is going to say Ben's not showing up to training camp, then June's not showing up to work. It is what it is. <laughs> two-way street. Exactly. I don't blame. I don't blame the guy. I don't blame the I guy. Can't. He he's tired. You know, he's he's busy. He's got a he's got a life. Uh, and he no longer wants to have his life be wasted 
talking about Ben Simmons. Uh, we also I mean, do not. Sorry. Wait, let me just, I mean, let's just, we, we've done this a thousand times, but let's make it a thousand and one. Andrew Bynum hurt his knee bowling. <laughs> right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Andrew Bynum hurt his knee bowling. Embiid misses his first two years. Every guard, we Michael Carter-Williams, a guard that can't shoot. We just have all these – even Andre Miller, a guard that can't shoot. We've always had these guards that can't shoot. Bynum with the knee and bead back-to-back feet. Ja. Ja. Oh, I mean, it God. was all – I mean, that's like – if we ever want to get into a Sixers multiverse segment, you know, it's uh, – that's, that's the first fork in the road right there is, is Ja and not D'Angelo Russell. I mean, that's really where it started to go dark for a little bit. And then we can go on forever. Ben breaks his foot after being drafted. Fultz forgets how to shoot. Zaire Smith almost dies. Hinky gets run out of town. Colangelo's come in. Burnergate. Elton Brand becomes the GM. Uh, it's just like so much weird shit. And, and the, add this to the list. Let's, let's add it to the list, buddy. We got another ridiculous thing that happens to us that they, I'll tell you what, there's never a dull moment, man. There's really never a dull moment with, with this never team. Never boring. Hey, yeah. it's, it's good. It's good for content, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a broken record. We, I feel like we repeat this every pod. <laughs> we have to remind our yeah. listeners of the weirdest shit we've been going through all these years. Uh-huh. And it continues and it continues. it continues. And like, it gives us content. It gives us, you know, stuff to talk about. So let's, let's do it, buddy. So let's, let's go. It. What's okay. going, what's going on, Nuge? Fill uh, everybody in in case, in case anybody doesn't know what happened today <laughs> and what's been um, happening. So, uh, oh yeah. JB Mudbone's <laughs> not here right now. He's doing a fancy draft. He may join us later. Um, we were planning on having a normal kind of, uh, update on the summer Sixers podcast this week, you know, Embiid signed his max extension. We had some weird stuff with some, I guess, some staff cuts that the Sixers did and all that stuff. But then the last two days happened and let me start from the beginning yesterday. It started with a series of Keith Pompey tweets. And let me go through them real quick. So the first one was he released his article. Ben Simmons tells team brass. He no longer wants to be a sixer. He continues. And I guess he kind of expands upon that. He says he tells Ben Simmons tells Sixers brass. He no longer wants to be a sixer and does not intend to report the training camp according to multiple sources. Now, Dave, we always knew this was a possibility. It was teased by a bunch of different sports personalities and, I think last pod we're thinking like there's like sure it might happen, but there's no way he really holds out. Right. And then this came out and everyone's like, you know, why are you mad? You know, you don't want him to be on the Sixers anyway. And I feel like to me, keep Pompey saying it, who, you know, he's, he's got, he's goofy and he's a little weird, but he is a somewhat reliable source. So keep Pompey reporting it to me, it hits different. And it's kind of like, okay, this really might happen. So, Dave, you know, what are your initial impressions? Because I know you got a lot of thoughts here, and we'll just branch off and we'll start riffing from that. You know, Keith is plugged in. He's got Elton tells him everything. You know, they have probably have a live text group, and, and it's just, it's a lot, I'm sure there's a lot of action back and forth with him getting scoops from Elton. But um, I mean, we talked about, I at least I had a feeling before on the last podcast, or maybe the one before that, that this might, he might, he really might be here. Like they really like, I don't think it's a coincidence that Daryl tweeted out that statistic of us having the best, whatever, uh, whatever the best uh, metrics, our starting lineup has the best uh, plus minus or net rating rather in the league. Uh, Ben, Seth, Danny, Toby, and Joel. 
Um, so that, that right there was the first, uh, I think, uh, first shoe to drop and suggesting that something might not get done this summer as far as the Simmons trade. And, um, you know, this just further goes, but, but then this is, um, let me think about this for a second. I just can't believe it, man. How could he, it's, it's so weird. How could he show up? I don't know, dude. My first thought was like, what a fucking loser, dude. Like, come on. I've never seen an athlete go through a sequence before. Like literally one of the worst choke jobs we've ever seen in sports, not just Philly sports. In Who does sports. he think he is? Who does he think he is to right. not? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to, to then like not an ounce of accountability. We talk about game seven press conference. He's asking how many assists he had and what Trey Young shot. Not, like no account. Oh, I hate that word accountability, but we're going to, we're going to keep talking about uh, it. No well, accountability. I was told, I was told doc rivers was going to bring that, but no accountability. He's the most insecure athlete I've ever come across in my life. Honestly. Um, he's a prima donna. He's selfish. He it, it's just unbelievable. How on what planet are you in a position to say that you're not going to report to training camp? I mean, the, the GM of the team basically insinuated, we're going to run this back. And now he, his age, and this is really all like Rich Paul. Like I, this is, I'm ready to go in on Rich Paul tonight. I mean, what a sleazeball. I mean, look how he handles all his clients. The Anthony Davis saga that got drug out and he made the team look bad and, you know, made a mess on the way out the door. If this is, this is how clutch operates. And it's, it's a shame. I feel like, and, and we can go into the Nerlens uh, and the Nerlens lawsuit yeah, against that, Clutch that's too, going because to be a perfect yeah, segue. Yeah, this is just one giant tornado of shit, and the the common denominator is Clutch Sports, in my opinion. I mean, it, he is in no position to make demands either way of what California team he wants to play for. That he's not going to show up to training camp. He's twenty four years old, under contract for four more years, thirty three million dollars a year, I believe. The GM basically tweeted that he's going to bring the team back, and. Um, and then he got then the agent. It's it's all Rich Paul, dude. It's all Rich Paul, and we'll we'll get so, into all that. So this this obviously throws a wrench into, you know, the idea that we could possibly run it back, like we discussed in the last pod. But it's just this is so unprecedented, and I gotta give a shout out to my coworker John Pasquale. He said there wasn't enough Ben slander last pod. You're gonna get plenty of it today, bud. Uh, I just I'd never seen a player be such a large, and we, we all said it, that he, it wasn't all his fault. It wasn't even largely his fault. I mean, like it was, we probably blame doc the most, mm-hmm. a, a huge part was, was his fault and to come out in the off season. And now you're demanding, like, I want to know the reason of him wanting to demand a trade. Is it because he thinks Glenn rivers threw him under a bus? Is it because he thinks Joel Embiid threw him under the bus? And we'll get to the Joel Embiid's tweets today, but like, that's such a weak excuse or reason for wanting to get out of here i'm wondering if we always joke that he's gonna force him what his way to la eventually he just seems like that kind of dude and maybe this is his excuse he found a golden opportunity he's like you know there's my way i'm gonna force my way to la even though none of the la teams are gonna trade for him it's, it's that's stupid but honestly man like when you're when you're when you're a kid in that kind of position and you're making that kind of money and you're, you're that kind of a public figure it's got to be hard to manage that kind of pressure and that's what we'll get into the booing and stuff and you know how harsh we as philadelphia fans are which is favorite conversation yeah we'll get <laughs> we'll touch on that as well but i mean but at the end of the day it's a lot of pressure to be under as a kid um like i said that kind of fame and fortune and status 
And, um, you know, it all really is important. The people that you have in your corner, essentially. And who's in Ben Simmons corner sleazebag, rich Paul and his crazy brother, his weirdo brother, right? His weirdo yes. brother. That's yeah. his shooting yeah. coach. Yeah. Something it's like, he's got the wrong people in, his, in yeah. his team and it's, it's coming out like it's, you know, all him, but like, I try to give the benefit of the doubt because we have been easy on him all year. You know, we've walked on eggshells criticizing Ben and Toby all year, trying to be optimistic and give everybody the benefit of the doubt. But at the end of the day, you know, we were right as we always are. We've never been wrong as a matter of fact about anything. I don't believe on rec- it's on record. I think it's all. Yeah. Yeah. At least the last year of it, we write about a lot. We haven't write about yeah. a lot, but uh, yeah. And we're not think, happy about um, it. You know, no, no, not happy about it at all. In, in, a, in a twisted, selfish way, happy about it. But in the grand scheme, we all, we're all we all want the same thing, right? We, we want to parade on Broad Street. So, you know, we have to we have to hope for the best and prepare for the worst. But unfortunately, we're used to preparing for the worst here at yeah. Sixers Group Therapy. Um, you were talking about how, uh, like, Ben's his attitude and everything. And there were I just want to mention that there were reports. Uh, Chris Broussard from, I guess, Fox Sports or whatever was saying that he doesn't think the Sixers developed him properly. That is a bunch of bullshit, man. Ben Simmons, do you like Ben Simmons? You know for a fact he's had every say in his role to Sixers. Like insisted to be in the point guard, had the mm-hmm. you know Maddie Court call him the point guard. Uh, I've seen some blame towards Brett Brown, who you know I've been finding harder to defend lately. But there's no way Ben didn't have any input on him being the point guard, and. You just mentioned it. His brother, they they had a shooting coach for him. Yeah, you want to blame someone? You want to blame? Yeah, you want to blame someone for stunting your development? How about your fucking unqualified stepbrother? You know, you're a professional athlete. You deserve the. You you need the best, the best of everything. The best coaches, the best trainers, the the best of everything around you at all times. The best uh, chefs preparing the finest foods and physical therapists and weight trainers and massage and, and chiropractic and doctors and everybody. And you, you fucking stepbrother. Like, Oh man. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I mean, I guess, it, but then again, it's tough. Cause like you want to, who can you trust more than family? You know, who can yeah, you trust yeah. more than family, but like, uh, it doesn't seem to be working out. You know, at what point just, do you just admit that maybe you got to shuffle the deck a little bit? I don't know. That's just, you, but you know, we have no reason to defend the Sixers. They're the fucking Sixers. We hate them. But they've given Ben everything. Yeah. Everything. They give him the keys to the team. They do every. They, they even had the Wells Fargo Center selling Australian meat pies. Meat like, pies. Meat pie They've night. been doing That's everything. Right. And to say that they didn't develop him properly when he had every say and the development is just a load of bullshit. And the fans, uh, the fans have been doing everything, too. We've coddled him. We have encouraged him. Him and Markel are, are make-a-wish kids. We have been by their sides the entire time. And, uh, you know, to, to get slapped in the face like this is, is offensive and uh, makes me not like him. Makes me really genuinely not like him. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how this is going to play out. I mean, what a game of chicken. I mean, this is really interesting. Uh, the What is Daryl going to do? I mean, Daryl is smart. He's not going to, you know, he's going to wait. He's It's and see the Daryl it's been, it's been awkward as well because the Harden trade should have happened. Ben should not yeah. be here. That ruined everything. It yeah. Ruined everything. Like 
that was must have been awkward for him. Like he knew his name was in the rumors every day on social media. Allegedly, JJ Reddick said the deal was done. Harden to Philly yeah. was a done deal. And then all of a sudden, Brooklyn backs out at the last second, or Brooklyn comes in at the last second, rather. And Ben's still here. He's to finish out the year. It ends the way it does. I mean, I'm, I'm, there's got to be some bad blood between Clutch and Daryl Morey, honestly. Um, that yes, wouldn't that's shock a great me point. at all. That really wouldn't shock point. me at all. And then that article comes out about Nerlens Noel suing Clutch Sports because they just totally neglected him during his, his uh, unrestricted free agency and weren't taking calls from teams. And that article specifically cites former Sixers coach, our guy, Brett Brown, personally saying to Nerlens one-on-one, yeah, we tried to bring you back, but we couldn't get your agent on the phone. I mean, that gets leaked out there in the midst of all this, you know, these rumors of Ben not wanting to play for the Sixers anymore all summer. It's like some crazy game of chicken between the Sixers front office and clutch sports right now. And uh, I don't know. It's, you don't want to, you don't want to dance with the devil. It uh, usually doesn't end well, but uh, it's the whole, the whole thing is muddy right now. Like there is some shit going on behind the scenes and uh, I wish I could be a fly on the wall for it. You brought up a lot of great points that I want to unpack with you now. So like, you just mentioned the uh, Nerlens Noel saga where he's suing Rich Paul about potentially losing him millions of dollars because he wasn't calling back teams that were interested in him, including our own Philadelphia 76ers. Brett Brown let him know he was trying to reach out to him. And that's a very big change of the course of history. That was the time where Brett Brown was the acting GM and we could have had Nerlens Noel as a backup five. Instead of Greg Monroe. <laughs> that we could have won that raft. That's so it's so let's unpack that. So Clutch's intentions. Wild. Like I, I was listening to um this guy on Twitter. He has a podcast, uh, Troll Bro Dudes, called it You Know Ball. And they were talking about Clutch's intentions. And it's like, it seems like a lot of their clients are going towards California. And you know, and you know, LeBron James is a star client. Like, are they? sabotaging the NBA to get LeBron the most ideal situation. They had Anthony Davis. They got him to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking like Nerlens Noel. At this time, there's no reason to keep Nerlens Noel from the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you getting him veteran, uh, veteran minimum deals when he could potentially get a multi-year deal with the Sixers, help out a contender? You know, he turned maybe down. Some... He turned down 70. Remember that? how crazy that was when he turned down $70 yeah. million? Four years, $74 million. That's insane. That's crazy next, for Nerlens. That's a lot. The next couple Nerlens. of seasons, <laughs> Nerlens Noel is not a veteran minimum player. No, he's no. a very solid role player in the NBA, and yeah. for a couple of years, he's getting veteran minimum salary. Mm-hmm. So, like, he could have been on the Sixers. Who, I guess potentially that year could have played the Lakers in the finals. Do you think that was what? I th- I think Clutch has their hands on a lot of things. What do you think about their intentions with everything they're doing? Because that's like that's very questionable. I think, like, good for Rich Paul. He's a powerful man. He's a well-known sports agent. He's LeBron's boy. You know, he's got it made. He's a fucking buffoon. Like, he's so unprofessional. Like, oh, man, JB's in the building. Welcome to pause. JB Bonfos. Just in time. Just in time. We're going in. we're going We're in on clutch over here. On clutch, yeah. So, Dave, continue with what you're saying. And JB, you can you can uh, piggyback off of it. I don't even remember what I was saying. I'm so happy <laughs> to see JB here. JB, give us your thoughts on Rich Paul and clutch sports. How? What? Take take your take their temperature and on their impact in the league and and their morality as, as an agency. I hated this dude well before <laughs> he had any ties to the Sixers. Like, 
what's his story? He was selling jerseys and he sold one to LeBron and now he just like manages the league for LeBron. Is that basically the summary? The I don't know the whole races. story, but he's he basically like is managing the league. <laughs> he's dating oh. Adele. Did you know that? No. Oh, I, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, I, I saw that on Twitter that too. He's a canceling Adele. <laughs> Ever so is Jason Dumas or whoever. Like, if that story was true about Tyrese Maxey, then the dude says it the next day. One of those dudes is an ass. Yeah, we we didn't even get to that yet. Yeah, can a, we, should that, I go? Let me go ahead and read yeah. those tweets. All right, that may so, be the most uh, angry. Yeah, Nuge, read it. Read read the tweets. Speaking cause... of Rich Paul having too much influence, so here we go. Uh, Jason Dumas, um, he said, "Source: There's a high chance that Tyrese Maxey will be part of any Ben Simmons trade." Rich Paul would like both of his clients out of Philadelphia. He continues, a few local Philadelphia-based organizations had planned on partnering with Maxi on some community events. They were told to cancel those plans. Paul would not like Maxi to grow roots in Philly if he could be gone. Now, we're talking about taking money away from charity mm-hmm. so that Rich Paul could fulfill his weird ego and getting LeBron to do whatever, you know. This At a time in the bullshit. world... At a time in the world where people need the like most this? help, you're yeah. that concerned about your ego trip. That petty. Oh my god, that petty. What that a petty. piece of shit. If that's true, what a scumbag. Like what a that's genuine piece of shit. So, yeah. Can we say so Maxi, if Ben were to leave, is in a great situation. He was drafted late in the first round. He would become an instantly big piece of a, you know, top four seed in the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. with a huge role as the point guard with an MVP on his team, and you want to take that away from him because you have this vendetta against the Sixers. That's like, that's completely unacceptable if you're someone's agent. Like, Maxi mm-hmm. should be, if that's true, Maxi should fire him. Yeah. Because that's 100%. not in his best interest. That's in the best interest of Rich Paul. Mm-hmm. And Rich Paul works for Maxi, not the other way around. So that's completely bullshit. So that's absolutely insane. He did backtrack today. He, he tweeted, uh, Jason Dumas tweeted, update. Tyrese Maxey is excited about this upcoming year with Sixers, as is Rich Paul and the 76ers. Paul does not want Tyrese out of Philly. However, the Ben Simmons situation is totally separate. So maybe a non-situation now. Who knows? Maybe. I'll, I'll tell you this. Clutch is feeding these sources all the information. They're trying to get 100%. out their agenda through these sources, through Keith Pompey, and it's it's completely obvious with like Kendrick yeah. Perkins and all this stuff. So yeah, uh, we know we know how this game works. We've we've seen this movie a hundred times. The agents so, they just they use Twitter and they use they use Twitter as a as a as a channel to leak their narrative and push their narrative out there. So let, let me ask you: It's obviously it's obvious that they're pretty powerful. And although we don't like their methods right now, if you're Daryl Morey, what are you doing? Because you you said you don't know what he's going to do, but what are you doing? Do you want to engage in a war with this very powerful agent? Or are you going to call Ben Simmons bluff and let him sit out on training camp if he wants to and see how long a 25-year-old making $30 million sits out to begin the year? I think uh, I'll go first, JB. I think he's going to call – I think Daryl is going to call the bluff, and I think he's going to sit on his hands. And I think Joel Embiid's tweets today – it was almost like Embiid was, like, reaching out to Simmons today publicly, like – Look, I've been there. I've been booed. They called me fat and said to trade me, and I I sucked it up and came back, and it's it was all good, and I had an MVP year. 
And he's like, that felt like a cry to Simmons to like, please stop this nonsense and fucking come back because they have, I think. And subsequently, I think I really think Daryl like will do whatever it takes to get Lillard here. I think he wants to take it to the deadline. That really seems like that's how that's going to play out. I mean, like Dame's going to start the year there. They're not going to be good enough and hopefully they lose a lot. And when the deadline comes up, that's it. You know, he's going to be out of there. And uh, I really believe that Daryl wants to sit on the chest until then sit on the, uh, the asset chest. And um, I think it felt like a cry, a cry to Simmons from Embiid today to like be professional and suck it up and, you know, get ready to hit training camp. Cause that's Daryl's not, Daryl's not folding. What do you think JB? I don't think he folds either. Like sometimes I wake up and I'm like, did Daryl outsmart himself? Is these like super ass of every team's treasure chests of picks and young players? Like, if everyone is so aware of how he plays these negotiations, like shoot for the moon and then meet somewhere in the middle, like maybe there's no more idiots that fall for it. But I don't know. I don't. Then the more sensical says he'll be fine. He'll figure something out. Let Ben. I'd rather Ben sit and us get nothing than send him to like a team he wants to go to. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I hate this. I love team. it. I love that's my kind of petty. If he sits, yeah. that's all that's all maxi time, baby. That's all maxi <laughs> yeah, time. There you go. And also I JB, we anyway. we said earlier the the fracture between Daryl and the Sixers front office and uh and clutch probably started with the Harden trade because according to JJ Redick of a few weeks ago, that was, that trade was done. Like the Harden to Philly was done. Ben was out of there. I'm sure clutch was informed by the Sixers front office that the trade was done. And then Brooklyn comes and swoop comes and swoops in last minute. I'm sure there was some bad blood there leading into how the season ended. That's, it feels like that the, all that stuff adds up to where we are now that he's, you know, once out is holding out a training camp, it just seems like a culmination of the hardened trade falling apart and how the season ended. It's like uh, it feels like they they knew this was gonna this was gonna be their move all along. Clutch and Simmons. The dude, it, what's he think? He's the first guy ever to be in draft in uh, <laughs> trade rumors. Like you're still getting paid thirty five million dollars. You probably don't want to be here to begin with. Like go buy another car or house and just play your job. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's. I can't believe it's come to this. The Embiid tweets, which I'm sure you already went through, were wild. Oh, yeah, but we'll, we'll get to them. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even get to them yet. Yeah. Uh, real, real quick. Uh, yeah, I think, Dave, you're, I think you're hitting the nail right on the head with uh, the Ben Simmons deal going through. I think Clutch does not like Maury with that happening. And uh, I think this could be them just kind of getting revenge. And there's also the Nerlens thing with the Sixers, you know, being involved in that story. So maybe Rich Paul is just trying to get his revenge on the Sixers, you know. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought, but we'll get to the MB tweets and we'll talk about those too. Well, really, that's uh, funny. I just I just had a random thing pop into my head. It was a it was a Brian Colangelo press conference and someone asked him about his relationship with Clutch and he said, we have a great relationship with Rich Paul and those guys over at Clutch. I don't know why that's playing in my head right now, but uh, maybe they're oh, the, the oh, the irony. Oh, the irony. Maybe they know they don't want to, you know, engage in a war with this, this clientele, <laughs> you know. Uh, that reminds me of what I was going to say. Uh, I was thinking, I think Maury should just call his bluff 
and let him sit out if he wants. I just think the publicity around him will just get worse if he sits out. And I think eventually he'll just fold and report. Yep. Uh, I not don't in his think, best interest to sit out. Yeah, I don't think there's any trade right now that benefits us. You were just saying maybe he just waits out to see if Lillard, uh, Damian Lillard will ask out. And then there's your star that's available. Because right now, there are no stars available. So you're going to end up trading him for a bunch of picks, some questionable young pieces that won't help us right now. I guess there's an argument to be made that those young pieces could then be flipped for a possible startup comes available, but uh, random. I just got to add, I think if Damian Lillard wanted to be a sixer, I think he'd be a sixer by now. Yeah, you're probably so, right. I'm, uh, I'm yeah. looking down that path, and I just don't see Dame ever becoming a sixer. But it's uh, with the pieces you see now, it's probably smart just to just to see, you know, because maybe the scenarios that Dame wants to be in don't end up playing out the way he wants to, and the Sixers are the only bright spot. So, on on that note, um, on the flip side, I saw something on Twitter today. I'm sure you guys did too about um, a possible trade between us and the Kings, but not for De'Aaron Fox. Something around Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley, and picks. That's kind of interesting. I can't do it. No, I can't. Do it. it has to be Fox. I I, think, I, you know what? I would love to send him to Sacramento. <laughs> I'll take yeah. Halliburton straight up, dude. Oh yeah, that's what it was. It was it was it was healed Halliburton Bagley. No, no, no. they said Fox and Halliburton were untouchable. Oh, all right, yeah. buddy, Maxi and buddy, <laughs> Maxi buddy backcourt. Okay, that's I'll talk myself into about. it. <laughs> yeah, I'll it. talk myself into Maxi and buddy real quick. Kidding me? I tweeted, I tweeted earlier, they could trade him for the most mediocre player as long as it's somewhere he doesn't want to be. And give me five minutes, I'll talk myself into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously, obviously, we need to get more than Buddy Heald and, and right. Marvin Bagley and a couple picks. But Maxi Heald and uh, and uh, Matisse is your one, two, three. Arr, arr, I'll tell you what, Ben arr. does not deserve a golden opportunity. He does not deserve to play with Steph Curry and no. Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. He doesn't deserve it. I... uh. I uh, just this is from an hour ago, but it was Harrison Grimm retweeted this or quote tweeted it and some like connection to the Timberwolves. And it says the Wolves could roughly match Simmons value with a package of Malik Beasley, Josh Okoji, Jaden McDaniels, four first round picks and three first round pick swaps. That sounds like an absurd Hall. Oh, four first round picks and three pick swaps. I've never even, do that. I've never even heard that. of those three players. <laughs> Whoa, Malik Beasley's all right. He's solid. But um, he's a he's a scorer. He's a very good no, scorer, and I, I actually wait. would like to to root for Malik Beasley. Uh, Jay McDaniel's like a nice young player. Uh, sorry, I forget who else. Josh Okogie is, is whatever. Yeah, wasn't he like drafted last year? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Three first round picks and four pick swaps from Minnesota. It says they would they would implode. They would easily implode. I, <laughs> yo, do you realize how crazy that is? If that, that offer be- was on the table, it'd be done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's done. a lot, yo. That's, that's a lot. So much. Oh my god, you can't even say no to that. That's that's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> it would keep our. It would be getting Ben out of here. Fresh start. But also insane our options hall. open. Yes. Yeah. So that if a star becomes available, there you go. <sighs> three unprotected or three picks for Minnesota. They must be protected. There must be some kind of protection. That's too crazy if they're all unprotected. That's insane. I we got to do that if it's true. Wait, I would no, do that in a second. Like good. 
Yeah, he's solid. He's yeah, solid. Absolutely. But to have all those seven assets added to your war chest, oh my god, dude. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not going to contend this year anyway. So you know, get the right. most you can. Right. Dude, if we did that trade, we'd make the the championship. <laughs> Just for that, Ben for the picks. <laughs> we're going away. That's I'd, starter Maxi. That means Maxi's the starter. Starter Maxi is all I all I ever wanted. Yeah, you wouldn't have to include him in that deal. That'd be I perfect. No, that means in the, the. I think. I don't know what trades are really uh, clearly no trades are out there at the moment, but I would take Fox number one. Although he needs to play with Maxi, I need an assurance. Um, Timberwolves deal number two that we just read, and then the random. Spurs deal. That's probably not true either. I don't even know those guys either. Dejounte Murray. He sounds Murray, Derek White. Yeah, who know, who knows what which one of these rumors are true? But I want Minnesota's draft for the next seven years. That sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very on par with what we like with the when process is, and everything. When is training camp? Soon. I think it's the end of this month. We uh, just yeah. start September. You guys, you wow, guys yeah. believe that? We're September 1st. I think it's September the end of this month it starts. Yep. A month out from the season. Maybe might even be like mid to late September. Uh, we talked about it. Let me let me get those out. Uh, Embiid then comes out this morning. He woke up, decided to cause a little stir. And with just three tweets, he had Philadelphia Twitter like at each other's throats. And I was involved in it. Uh, so let's begin with the first one. Uh, I guess he was responding to a report from some guy from USA Today that said the Sixers reportedly had to pick between Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, which, let's be honest, that's a very fucking easy choice. Embiid responds to this and says, after being pretty silent throughout the offseason, he says, sources, trust me, bro, in quotes, Stop using my name to push people's agendas. I love and hate drama. I love playing with Ben. Stats don't lie. He's an amazing player, and we didn't get the job done. It's on me personally. I hope everyone is back because we know we're good enough to win. He continues with, uh, from my own experience, y'all have no idea how much the media makes up stuff for followers and shame on you for believing them. I haven't forgotten, but two years ago, I got booed. People in Philly wanted me to be traded. I even shushed them. Only the real ones didn't, but I just put the work in that offseason to be better because I knew I wasn't playing up to my potential. Philly fans, y'all also got to be better. And then, finally, he says, for clarity, I love the criticism. I love when I'm told I can't do something. It makes me work harder to prove everyone wrong, but not everyone is built like that. Maybe maybe a subtle jab there, but I there's a lot a lot to unpack here. Sorry, Joe, what are you saying? I don't think he meant it. Like he was, it almost seemed like someone wrote this out for him in his own like verbiage, and then he snuck in that last one because there's that. Un, it was definitely unintentional, but that's a shot at Ben. He 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 probably meant to say like you can't treat everyone the same, but I I. Just from the, that line, exact quote, it, it does sound like a jab, but it probably wasn't. You know what I heard? Uh, what do you hear, Dave? Ben, please come back. Guys, please be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I heard. So the, that's what you think his true intentions were? Yep. I think I that's used, I think that's the what he was trying to get across. You think him being able to run it back? Um, I think he knows that we kind of have to. 
I think Embiid's in on. That's a the, great point. That's a great I think, point. I think him and Daryl are aligned. Yeah. And I, I think they, we want to get Dame or Beal or some big name guard in here. And uh, we're going to have to trade Ben to do that. And in order to, to make that happen, Ben's got to man up and come back and be professional and, you know, play. <laughs> He's got to play. He can't sit out of training camp. They Please. When this happened to me, I worked harder and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, I never forget what they said, but I came and showed up or whatever. He's telling Ben, dude, we, we need you to, like, be back and be professional so we can get you out so, so everybody can win here. That's a great point because I was, I was actually going to go back to, you know, in the summer when it was Ben Simmons' birthday and Embiid didn't say anything. And then it was Michael Rubin's birthday and Embiid had a huge tweet about him. So I was thinking, like, you know, are those really his intentions? But you made a great point. Like, obviously, circumstances have changed. And he probably is in with Daryl. So maybe he knows, hey, we're not getting anything back for this guy in this offseason. Our best-case scenario is he just comes back. We're going to be a good regular season team regardless. It's the playoffs that we're worried about. So maybe he comes back, he raises his value, Dame comes available, and we ship him off. What do you think, JB? you agree with that? Embiid and Maury are 100% in cahoots. And even if it's just like simply to maybe his sweets reduce some sliver of leverage because Embiid's refuting like the, the drama and saying, hey, I like each other. We want to play together, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the, no one wants to run it back. This was an attempt to rebuild some leverage maybe extend a small, small, unrealistic olive branch to sad Simmons. I don't care. I don't want to rebuild his value. I want to get rid of him tomorrow. I literally just want closure. I want to know what our roster is. I want to build them an NBA 2K, and I want to move on with my life. So, Dave, I think we were on the same page. We're saying just let Ben uh, Ben sit and see what happens. Like, don't trade him. JB, you're on the boat of just get rid of him. Let's start over. I'd rather, yeah. I mean, I do both of the both of your option and my option before I want him to be our starting point guard next year. Like if if he's really being a diva that and he's not going to show, which would be like egregious. I don't even know how finding works. Like, can you do that? I'm sure they could. Yeah, they have to. There's something. They have to. Um, what do you, what do you think what? happens? What do you think actually plays out? I think he's traded before the start of training camp. Wow, I think he plays. I think I think he plays. I think they run it back. I think they win. This is what I want. This is what I think slash want to happen. Okay, go give it to me. Like if what I think is going to happen is that he plays, this is how I want it to play out. I want him to man up, show up play play well 60 win hawks 60 win bucks just a regular season juggernaut first time actually running it back for the first time in 11 years there's going to be some continuity they're going to know the system they're going to know how to play with each other they should look like a well-oiled machine this is the one seed i mean even though we fucking choke to the hawks in the playoffs the playoffs are a different beast this is the regular season we're talking about we were the one seed last year no reason why we shouldn't easily be the one seed again or on pace to be if we run back the same team minus Dwight plus Drummond um, adding again, the continuity factor I come in, rebuild your value the best that you can 
and uh, you know, revisit the revisit the uh, trade talks when we get closer to February and get somebody better than Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley for him. I uh, I'm kind of with JB. I, I have no desire to run it back, but if there's someone who can convince me, Dave, you know you're the guy, <laughs> and I mean you lay out a pretty interesting case for if that were to happen. What do I think is going to happen? I don't know. I have so many thoughts in my head. I could see him coming back to play. I can see him being it's it's so hard to grab like wrap my head about around him being dealt. It just feels surreal, you know. But I'll tell you what, I think this ends very badly for us. I really do. We talked about clutch. Mm. We're the Sixers. It just seems like it seems like we're headed for disaster, no matter what happens. It's just I'll tell you what. You know, grab your popcorn because this entire Ben Joel saga is going to have like the weirdest ending ever. I'm talking like, you know, TV drama, like crazy twist at the end shit, like something weird, something we never expect is going to happen. And it's going to be wild. They're the Sixers. They're going to keep giving us content and it's going to be weird. They're going to continue to be weird. Uh, I do think this ends very badly and I hate clutch. I hate what they're doing. I hate the influence that they have, but I'm very nervous about going to war with them. And what my, is your fear? my choice would be get rid of them. I don't what know. What is your just, fear of like what goes, what could go badly that Rich Paul doesn't let any future player talk to the Sixers and, and gets his two clients out of here, Ben and Max, yeah, which is, I'll admit that's probably like a, that's like a worse fear nightmare kind of thing. You know, I, I have no idea if that's possible. I think if, if players are like need to get their bag and, the Sixers are a good situation for them. They're going to make the decision for themselves, you know? Nerlens Noel would, would tend to disagree. Uh, there, thank you, Dave. There you go. You know, like, just <laughs> by these little things that can keep your client in the dark and they not even know something is an option, you know? he That's a huge influence he had on Nerlens Noel. That's, a, that's, that's, that's not negligible at all. Like, that's, that's a huge, huge turn of events for Nerlens Noel's career, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um. So like that's what I'm scared of, but I mean I'm I'm not saying like you can't let that hinder you from doing what you think is best right now for the team, but I tell you what I think we end up Ben isn't going to be a six year at the end of the year, and no, no chance. It's not going to end well. He's going to go to somewhere and he will be amazing. He'll start hitting fifty percent of his threes, and it just no just be in spite of the Sixers. That's why I think it's going to happen. He's never going to be a jump shooter. It's going to be Log- so fun when he gives us a free frosty. No our logic points to all that happening, JB. But we're the Sixers. We got Sixers logic. But it's Ben. He's a loser. He he absolutely is a loser. And if he wants out because the Sixers fans were booing him, he's the softest player that's ever played in Philly. Uh, I want to unpack that because that was Embiid's like follow-up tweets to the whole situation. Uh, talking about how he was booed and they wanted him out and that we have to be better. So, guys, JB, I'll start with you this time. Do Philly fans have to be better? I don't even know what that means. Because <laughs> like, it's dumb. It's a, it's dumb. I love Embiid, but it's, it's just it's just dumb. Does, are we truly the only city that boos their teams? No. Like, isn't that supposed to be you clap when they're doing good and you boo when they're doing bad? Why? It's just like – like, how is it more than that? Like, we're not 
ridiculous. Like we don't boo when the when a guy misses his first shot. We literally like coddled all these guys. Like, defended, we we didn't even like Ben. We 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 defended him sometimes. Didn't Ben shoot like forty percent in the Hawk series? Did were we booing him? Thirty four percent. Remember. And we weren't even booing him during the series. We were not booing him yeah, during the series. we just turned on him after because he was a loser. We tried to get him through his issues. He said he had to get his mentals right, which is fair, and that's sh- shit's real. But we didn't. We don't just boo to boo. Maybe we do, but that's funny. That's what we ex- you expect. It's like, not you, that serious. How did you make it to be like one of the best players of your – age or generation and like you can't mentally take a couple people being dissatisfied with you like you would think that would have caught up to him forever ago i don't know if he thinks he's just gonna go somewhere else and it's like everything is happy go lucky even if you're not doing good then that either those cities suck or he's um just unrealistic like the New York Mets right now are having this back and forth with a player they're booing. They're booing him and the players boo- the players giving a thumbs down back to them. It's, it's, it's all stupid. This whole conversation about whether fans can boo or not is completely ridiculous. It's never that serious. It's like personal threats are over the line, obviously. But like just booing because you're not playing well is like the most natural reaction a sports fan could have. You just went out. And, you know, it wasn't only you, but you dropped multiple 20-point leads to an inferior opponent and lost three out of four games at home. They're going to boo you. Every every city would have done it. Every city with championship aspirations would have done it. And it's just, it's completely ridiculous that we are once again talking about it, Dave, what you did. It's ridiculous. It's just what you do. You go to the game and you boo. It's not, it's not that unique. Serious. It's not unique to Philadelphia. It's not unique to modern-day Philadelphia. It's just what happens. You go to the game and you boo, and you boo the other team. Sometimes you boo your own your own team. Happens. It's happened since the beginning of time, and it will continue to happen. And uh, I, people just insist on making it a big deal. But um, I don't know. It's silly. It's not even worth not even worth talking about, really. Are you guys talking – are you guys – Tired of talking about Ben Simmons yet? That's why June's not here. He's tired of talking about him. I don't know. I like. I I just want. I like building up the anticipation because I just am fully on board with. I don't think he's here for training camp. So I have 28 days, or however many days there are in September, left to just imagine what our eventual probably under underwhelming trade package we receive is. And I, I could do it for a couple more weeks. He's coming back, JB. He's reporting. There's no reporting way. to camp. I'm telling you, well, I think the, I think he is. It's awesome that we're gonna have these podcasts to look back on because we're gonna see it play out, and then we're gonna go back to check up on our takes and see what happens. So, uh-huh. uh, guys, do you have anything else to add about Ben? Because then I'm gonna move on to some happy news. Let's 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 switch the vibe up. What do you think, JB? Let's switch it up. Sure. All right. So before all that happened, we were going to talk about Embiid signing the Supermax extension. Four years, $196 million. Guaranteed. 
six, uh, he's going to be a sixer throughout the 2027 season. I think the last season is a, a player option, but he negotiated himself. There's no health clauses. And uh, I just, I've just shifted my, my thoughts into my goal was always to be like the championship team. I think I just want MB to have a hall of fame career as a sixer and to stay here for the rest of his career. So um, I have a few couple, I have a couple questions that I thought that were really interesting that I'm stealing from the rookie. Do you think Embiid ends the entire contract as a sixer? David Gogi first. Um, yeah, I think he does. Um, and I think uh, everything that you were saying before, um, I think, um, you know, I think he, I think we got lucky that uh, Elton Brand is not the GM anymore. Um, I do think he wants, he wants to be here uh, for the rest of his career because what we were saying earlier, I think he's uh, in cahoots with Daryl in a good way. Um, ever since Daryl first got here, he posted the picture of him and Embiid FaceTiming together. There's the whole hinky connection. Ownership did right by Embiid. By ownership did choose Embiid over Ben by bringing in Daryl Moore um, and not continuing to cater to Ben Simmons like the, like the Colangelo's did. Um, so I think he wants to be here. I think he happily signed that contract. I think he will play here as long as he's physically able to. And uh, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. He's ours. He's our guy. We, he, he is the process. We suffered for him and uh, we'll go as far as he takes us. JB, is Embiid a sixer for life? I think so. Um, yeah, I I can't see it. I mean, I mean, could he in five years be washed up and just go play in a year or somewhere else? Maybe, but I think he'd retire before that. He's staying. Also, what a, one thing I wanted to say before too was we. I think we were in danger of losing him uh, with, with the whole and and that that danger peaked when uh, Jimmy. Uh, when Jimmy Butler tweeted that uh, I know a place where villains are welcome. I really, in that moment, I wholeheartedly believe that Joel Embiid was going to play for the Miami. Heat. It just felt, it felt like the, the obvious next thing I would have bet money on that. And I, I would have lost all my money. Um, but I'm, I've gl- I gladly would have lost all my money. I'd rather have Joel here. I, 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 sorry. No, that's okay. I got, uh, I'm going to move on. So go ahead. Who the hell is Ben's target audience for his Instagram stories? Like he's clearly <laughs> all over social media and is obviously not rejecting it or like, I mean, not every player is going to respond to fake news and B did it. It doesn't mean he has to, but like, I don't know if none of this was true. He'd be, he could be go in there and be like, this isn't true rather than Embiid having to say it. He also put up red and blue shoes. Does that mean, was that a, was that his olive branch? Hmm. Ben Simmons just now? No, eight hours ago. I don't know about uh, that. I don't know. I guess we could read a lot into that, but I, I don't know. Until he says anything, he's just going to keep up the silence. I guess he's just going to let Rich Paul do the dirty work for him. And you know, who knows? We might not ever see him do an interview as a Philadelphia 76er again. I, ho- I hope so. We'll see. I mean, with the, with the whole fan thing, like, I'm sorry to go back to it. It's just, it's just never that serious. Like, a lot of like everything we say is tongue in cheek. We don't actually, we have, we don't know Ben Simmons personally. We don't hate him. You know, we say we hate him, but it's, it's all sports. It's entertainment. You know, like the Sixers are a very non-important part of my life that just, I guess, brings me fun. It's not always fun. It's, it's kind of like torture, but like, it's, it's just never that serious. And I'm sure there are 
of the millions of fans that the Sixers have, I'm sure there are a few bad apples who are throwing personal threats. I mean, like Danny Green got death threats and it's obviously never that serious. And those guys are assholes, but like the, the whole, it was the fans fault for pushing Ben's out. is just a really, really silly and false narrative. And I can't get over it, but I oh, sorry. I went on a tangent, but, um, and beat, uh, Will he remain a six throughout the entire contract? I, I can't answer anything else, but, but yes, he will. Cause like, it just it would break my heart. Just the thought of them being on another team is, would just completely break my heart. Like, do you guys think we should just shift our attention from being championship or bust to just enjoying Embiid's career? Cause like, I think I'm at that point now where I just want to enjoy a good team. It'd be cool. It'd be really cool to root for Maxi and like I'll have a fun normal capable team and stop being so you know championship robust mentality what do you think i think it would be so fun to have jane mcdaniels and josh akoji and four round picks <laughs> uh, i could have because i still think we'll be good we'll be fun we'll have a treasure chest again that would be the best case scenario in my mind give yeah. me the halliburton and those picks or whoever those timberwolves guys Again, who I have no idea who they are, and I've never seen them play. But it sounds like the best of both worlds. We're still competitive. We probably weren't going to win a ship the championship this year anyway until we make the crazy trade and we'll have the assets to do so. Oh, my God, do it tomorrow. I don't know. I, I, I hope this whole thing just goes away. It's, just, it's so not fun talking about the fans versus Ben Simmons versus who fault it was. And I just want to get to – the Sixers and rooting for them and just kind of moving on with this whole ordeal. Uh, guys, I think that's, uh, that's all I got for you. Anything to plug? Nope. Good. Give a shout out to Justin. Just got married, right? Yeah, sure did. Mr. Mrs. Justin Ryan. Going to Hawaii for his honeymoon. Congratulations. He did uh, a fantasy football draft live from Hawaii. I'm sure. Wow. He did it from Hawaii. <laughs> Yeah, from his that's phone. very that's very very bold. <laughs> She's a keeper. She's yeah, a keeper. she is. Amanda would kill me. <laughs> All the I would never do it, and I would just enjoy Hawaii. But hey, fantasy football league's important. Did you, you like your team, Joe? You hated my team. Yeah, you botched it. So did I. <laughs> I choked. Um, sorry, before I lost my train of thought just a few minutes ago, I I remember why I wanted to add. Uh, Dave, you're talking about the clutch history with. Daryl Morey, uh-huh. very interesting one was, I mean, this is actually before Morey, but I guess with the Sixers, his a little beef with the Sixers, they were going to hire or at least interview Tyron Lue, who was a clutch client. Uh, right? Sure and then were. all this came out, Doc Rivers came uh, became available. They end up going with him instead. And there were some reports that MB didn't want Tyron Lue because of, you know, some basketball stuff and it feeling like Ben's team. So maybe there's, you know, where's there smoke? There's a little fire there. Wow. Knows, so. I like that. It's, I like that the, a lot. That that whole topic that you brought up with, you know, Clutch having all these intentions, I think that's, that's a very interesting point. They could be – there's a million ways they could go with this. So um, I hate them. I, I, hope, I hope it all works out where they get screwed and they're just leave us alone. So – Guys, that's all I got for you. Thanks for hopping on. That was a very important pod, I'd say. Yeah. This this is a very interesting point 
in not just this, you know, this period of contending, but the entire process and us being Sixers fans, like who knows how this plays out. This is a, a huge month for us. So we'll be there every step of the way. We'll try to get a podcast out as much as we can. Uh, you know, something could happen. We'll have an emergency pod. So guys, thanks for hopping on everyone. Thanks for listening and uh, see you next time. Peace. It's good stuff, fellas. Wouldn't have it any other way. Process. Oh, see you, bud. Peace. See you, man.